0: Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside,
1: you gotta take a stand and don't have to hide. Welcome back to Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo! And as you see, we changed up a little bit to celebrate what, at least last night, was WWE night at the St. Louis Blues game. Indeed. So, good time outside of the game. We'll get into that. Yep. Everything outside the game was great. Uh, let's see. Anything else you got go- going on this week, Blues-wise? Let's see. Blues news. Uh, nothing really. Robbie Fabry came back. Great. We look great. He's looked great so far. Uh, Sunquist looks uh, great. Yeah, Jordan Cairo was sent down. Yep. Is the lone uh, J- uh, cleared yep. waivers and sent down? Outside of that, uh, not really any transactional news uh, as of right yep. now. Mike Mike Yo is still the coach as of uh, 11 a.m. on Sunday the fourth. <laughs> so that could change for all we know. But after the game last night, spoiler there. But yeah, it's kind of one of those things where we're just uh, I don't know. Rarely do Chris and I leave a game early no matter what. But last night we left yeah, after left. The, after the five, fifth goal. So it was not great. We won't get, we'll, we'll get, get that into that into game. It, We'll get into it. But it's, we'll get
0: it's just again. it's 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 beginning to be a pattern and that's what scares me.
1: Yeah. And we really don't want to see uh, this continue cuz you get to a point where eventually It's going to be hard to dig out because a lot of the central teams are playing great.
0: Yep. And we we will, again, talk about that. But for anyone who was at the game last night and listened to KMOX on the way home, that was pretty much the sentiment that was echoed was like, you better figure it out quick or you're going to lose the season.
1: Yeah, which isn't great. So now let's get into the game for uh, the games this week. So, two games. Blues had another weird schedule where they had four days off in between games,
0: which is odd i i don't like as many games as you have to play it seems like at least earlier this year like these long breaks you would want towards the end of the season not the beginning
1: yeah they have a lot of games at home and a lot of a couple of two breaks to start the year so they kind of get their uh you know kind of rest early so i don't know maybe it's been a bad thing i don't really how to say it so they come back the blues activate three players uh nikita sochnikov yep um Gunnerson and Robbie Fabry. So Robbie Fabry is going to get into his first game in almost twenty months. That's insane. Yeah. So he, uh, weirdly, if the way the things worked out, he got injured the second game of Mike Yo's when he got the team turned over to him after Hitchcock's firing. Right. There was potential, like the way the Blues are playing, he could have been fired, and Robbie Yo and Robbie Fabry only would have played one game under Mike Yo. while being under while being here for almost two years which would have been weird
0: that's that's very telling regarding both the status of yo and the duration of fabry's injury
1: so it's pretty interesting so vegas gold knights are in town so last year's western conference uh champions champions are in town so uh they are struggling a bit this year too so they haven't really been able to find their way uh they lost some guys in the off season. Try to bring in like Paul Stastny. He's been injured.
0: They lost fan favorite David Perron.
1: Yeah, who was with the Blues and playing great. So um, a lot of people were really upset to start this game. Uh, Oscar Sundquist is in over a couple of guys. So everybody's like, "Wow, why? Is he, what has he done lately? This guy sucks. He only scored one goal last year, and he would attend and then he winds up getting a pretty nice looking goal to start the game. Yes, he does. So Oscar Sundquist gets his first from Thomas and Fabry. Thomas looked great to see since he's been reinserted into the lineup, so that's been great. He's getting close to that nine-game trial ending, so the Blues will have to make a decision on there if they're going to keep him around for this year or send him back to juniors. What do you think is going to happen? I think at this point you kind of have to, yeah, you know, have to keep him around. But you go to juniors, I don't think there's real. I think it's more lost development than anything. It's more. I you,
0: tend to agree with you.
1: Yeah, but I think he has not much more he can accomplish in juniors. He can't go to the AHL. So is that an age thing that keeps him out of the unfortunately AHL? with the uh, with the way AHL rules you have to be you can't be nineteen you have to be I think it's like starting at twenty years old you can be have to be there so Oscar Sundquist is first from Thomas and Fabry on an awesome play the first shift of the game two minutes into the game Fabry comes down steals the puck gets it over to Thomas Thomas makes a nice pass to Sunquist who gets it kind of does almost a has a guy on him a spinorama type move mm-hmm, backhanded uh, and then he gets it into uh, the net. The
0: second time in as many games that the Blues have scored on the first shift, not as quick as they did against Chicago when it was eighteen seconds in, in, but still, I mean, this is something that we're not used to as Blues fans: is the team getting off to a quick start?
1: Yeah, it's happened a lot this year, but unfortunately, holding that lead has been the issue. So, I got some interesting stats at the end of uh, the next game that we'll go over. So, kind of a scramble play. What happens here? Pierre Edward. Bellamar gets his second of the year unassisted at 629. So, basically defense is kind of scrambling, and he kind of steals the puck. And Jake, it binds a bounding off of Petrangelo's leg. Yep. And, and unfortunately, Allen was sliding the other way. Yep. Nothing on him. It's just a weird bounce. It got on Bellamar's stick, and he roofs it on him. So, nothing you can do there. So, one-to-one after one. Uh, I think the Blues were playing pretty well up to this point. Uh, shot-wise, they were uh, – there's my shot chart at. They're out there. Outshooting them once again. Uh, excuse me. Actually, it was tied after one. This was actually until the third is when they kind of turned it on. Right. So back to my stats here. So second period starts. The Blues get a power play here. And the power play, this is the only bright spot has been so far. Boy, has it. So Vladimir Tarasenko gets his sixth of the year from Bozak and Maroon uh, at the 311 mark of the second period. You're like, all right, here we go back on top 24 seconds later eric holla gets a second from shea theodore and, and uh tuck at the 334 mark so that's a problem too that's happened lately that you get a lead it disappears. the answer goal yeah and then it gets right back in in his tied up game so you're frustrated here and then oscar sunquist gets like a sniper goal here comes down on the left wing snipes a shot past uh mark andre flurry it's a second in the game, second of the year from Thomas at six twenty nine. The Blues I think had a lot of pressure this period and looked pretty good.
0: Uh, I would agree with that. And I, I think that, you know, especially when you talk about Sunquest and, and this line, like it's a it's a line mainly made up of you know, low level forwards, and, and then you have guys like Fabry who are, are working their way back into NHL after two years, and they played fantastic.
1: Yeah, they look great as a fourth line, and maybe the fourth line started to get some identity instead of just throwing the young kids down mm-hmm. the fourth line, and things will happen. So, Blues are providing some pressure, and O'Reilly and Sanford and Perron are working really hard mm-hmm. in the corner. O'Reilly finds Colton Preco breaking towards the middle, and Preco. Could have blown the shot probably through. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, it was a uh, bomb of a shot. Yes, it
0: was, and it was. Here is what I liked about this goal: is not only was it a wicked shot, but you see Pareko once he passes the puck away, see the open eye spot and go to it. He doesn't just you know slowly meander over there. He knows this puck's going to come back and gets there in a timely fashion and sets up. So that he doesn't have to think about it. He the pass comes to him and it's in the back of the net before Fleury can react
1: to it. Yeah, pretty awesome move here. So it's thirty year from O'Reilly who has twelve assists already this year. So he's been everything advertised Then worth his weight in gold. Yeah. And Sanford who's playing Sanford's well. playing great. So he's he's taken his opportunity on the second line and ran with it. So
0: you and I have both made the comment. Uh, last night and over the last couple weeks that some of these guys are really starting to find a home. O'Reilly has looked at home since day one. Sanford looks great. Uh, Perron looks good. Steen's playing well. Steen, I thought, played well, too. Um, you know, Sanford has proven to be pretty damn good. It's it's some of these guys that you expected to lead the way with Teresako and Schwartz and Shedd. <sighs>
1: Yeah, but they all... Uh,
0: they just art and getting it done.
1: Yeah, it's been interesting. We'll talk about the Raiden Chen thing at next game. Been, me and you missed some stuff because we were not at the game, but there's some stuff that apparently came up during the course of that game from, I've heard, at least from either Twitter or just people watching the game. So let's wrap up this game. So... Third period comes around. Power play happens. Uh, Alex Tuck gets his third of the year from March And Carlson, kind of a scramble play and a lot of good saves here. And Jake Allen made some really good saves here. So, mind you, it was another game with three goals against, but I think he played really well. Mm -hmm. And at least two of the goals, I can say, that were just kind of like scramble and weird bounces. And he made this save here, and then the puck just bounded to the front. And uh, Bo Meester was there, but he just couldn't clear it and just was in an odd position, and Tuck uh, knocks it in. Luckily, the Blues bounce back at the 11.47 mark. Tyler Bozak gets his 30-year from Edmondson. Uh, Great goal. Yeah, Edmondson basically has a shot and the point and kind of like half – I want to say it was more of a pass than a shot. Uh, shoots it towards the middle. Uh, Bozak stops it on his backhand, quickly brings it to his forehand and goes top shelf on uh, Flurry, who was you know caught off guard by that. So Blues win 5-3, two wins in a row, maybe a winning streak is starting here. The Blues cross. Fingers crossed. You think things are going to happen. The Blues wind up uh, out shooting them again uh, 34 to 28. So you're like, all right, well, that's good. Everything looked great. Everybody's feeling good. Homestands. M- Blues first win at home against the Knights. Yes. So everything's looking good so far. But then WWE night happens. Oh so, so they get to Minnesota, who comes in, playing well this year, kind of defying even what I thought they would do. They were – Seven, three, and two going to this game. The Blues are at five hundred for the first time on the year. Four, four, and three. Blues win. They're within a few points of getting close to the Wild here. So, all right, let's see what they can do. And uh, no, started off not great. Probably a deflection. Me and you were behind the goal here, and we could see at least the first two goals during the first period. Eric Stahl gets his fifth of the year, his 400th NHL goal from Sealer at the 442 mark. This deflection was insane. If he happened it a, right in front of us. If he did it 100 times... It maybe went, once or twice. Maybe once mark. or twice. That would go in that exact spot. I mean, it
0: was almost a 90-degree turn.
1: Yeah, he goes from one side of the net to another, and it would hit the upper 90. I watched yeah. the replay when I got home, and it went perfect, perfect placement. I mean, like, you... Basically, planned things going and it actually happened. Agreed. Yeah. So, nothing you can do about that one. And this one, no. also another one, which I think was very unfortunate. It happened uh, about less than a minute later on the same shift. Nick Sealer, his first NHL goal, his first of the year. Of course, it was. Of course, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, from Coyle and Greenway, uh, shot from the point, and there was traffic in front, and it wound up hitting Alex Bertrangelo's shin pad. Yep. About eh, probably five feet in front of him. And just Allen didn't see it, and it just went right by him. So, Mm-mm-mm. mind you, the Blues really don't have a shot so far. Only had two shots no, they so don't. far. Not looking great. Not too much offensive zone pressure. But they get a power play, and the thing they've been, unfortunately, carrying themselves on this year, uh, a really awesome pass after a really good keep-in by Dunn. Tarasenko finds O'Reilly streaking on the left side and has a wide open net and buries it past Dubnik. O'Reilly's fourth of the year from Tarasenko and Dunn at the 11.32 mark. All right, the Blues are within one. Let's see how they go. And then the crowds are amped up. We're ready to go. Let's get back to this game. Had kind of a decent offensive zone pressure. Not really any shots, but they had pressure after this. Puck goes on our end, and the usual suspect uh, blows it. j Boe Meister has a puck, and after seeing the replay, he had, instead of pushing it forward where there's a guy in front of him, two guys in front of him to be exact, And Blues players covered, he had off to his right, Astrangel wide open with no wild players around him. Instead, he tries to go up the wall and it's blocked by Fair, pushed ahead to JT Brown, who goes in on a breakaway at the eighteen oh nine mark, buries the breakaway. JT Brown is first of the year, of course it is. From Fair, three to one Minnesota, and and honestly, looking back on it, that's when this game pretty much ended. I agree. Uh what we talked about and uh, was talked about in the post game was uh, we were listening on the way home on KMOX with Vitaly and uh, Kerber. As much as the first two goals are not on Jake Allen for deflections slash you couldn't see them, uh, eventually on those breakaways you have to sometimes save a make a save that you're you almost to. not going to make. You've got to to pick your teammates up when there is a mistake. Because you know, and uh, maybe that's part of the thing where the Blues feel they like have to play a like error free game. Because if there is any kind of things, they think their goalie's not going to stop it. I don't know, but these breakaways—how many times this year has been breakaways—and you're just like, I can't its think, going in.
0: I can't think of one that he stopped right now. And I'm sure it's that short-term memory he has.
1: But I mean, the two that come to mind right now are the one last night, and the one against Tays in overtime. Yeah, and then there was another one I'm probably missing, but I think there was one more that I'm thinking of a breakaway, and he didn't stop him. And yeah, like-
0: you know, I was going back and forth with, uh, I think it was uh, Fabrice hair last night, and we were talking about this, and I said that, you know, the first two, I can't put on Allen. Yeah, those were just crazy. The third one was, you know, a breakaway, and could he have had it, could he have had it? Yeah, but it was, it was a good shot. Um and he even said, he goes, you know, those things are crapshoots, and you want your goaltender to make some more of those.
1: Um, but the fourth goal was poop, and the fifth goal was whatever. Yep, so fourth goal comes here. Matt Dumdell gets his fourth of the year in the second period from Grandland and Greenway. Briefly reviewed to see by the NHL to see if the Blues uh, – see if there was offsides. Uh, I thought it, it was close. It was extremely close. Um, I was – a lot of Blues fans in the arena obviously thought it was because like, they cheered when they showed the replay. I think that's hometown cooking, though. But I even I looked at you and I said, that's real close. I it was know. real close. And I, I don't I, know.
0: I was afraid that what they were going to say was there wasn't enough conclusive evidence to overturn it.
1: Which is the exact thing the NHL said via their press release later on that night. So said so there's not enough evidence, basically, to uh, say there was offsides, which is weird because it was pretty clear shots that you could see. So, but 4-1 Minnesota. After two periods, and we talked about this during the game, how many shots did the Blues have? Through two periods, we had nine shots, and honestly, out of those nine shots, how many do you think were threatening? Your personal opinion were threatening,
0: including the one that was the goal. Three,
1: yeah, and that's not. And the rest were. And I noticed this thing, and it's me. Probably, I'm not trying to keep crappy on Jay Bowmies over and over again. And we talk about it. He our, won't he shoot. Won't, he won't shoot. He has the slap pass every time, where he shoots it wide, so open for a redirect. Hope, or redirect or something like that. The guy will not try and put it on goal. No. He's scared to put it on goal, which is really odd to me. Which I don't get it. So,
0: yeah, I don't look. I mean, we could easily turn this into the Jay Bowmester Bash Hour.
1: And um, mind you, me, you were the probably one of the very few that was actually trying to defend the guys. this yeah. season's been going. It's just it, it's getting very, very hard. It's
0: very hard. And the thing is, is it's not just Bowmester. It just seems like when he screws up. It is blatant and really bad. Yeah, you know, let's not forget that you know Petro has turned it over a couple times that have turned directly into goals. It was Pareko who turned it over in Montreal that led to the goal that cost us the game. So it's not just one guy who's flubbing, but man, it it just seems like Jay Bowmeester
1: can't get out of his own way right now.
0: And they sat him for a game. And the Blues responded.
1: Unfortunately due to injury, yeah, and an injury had to come back in because Bortuzzo got hurt. Right,
0: but right now it's like, okay, if you have to play him, I get it, but do you have to play him top-pairing minutes? I don't think you do.
1: Yeah, it's, which has been, I think, the usage thing is what we talked about. The usage has been really, really bad. Hence, top-pairing minutes, maybe on the PK and maybe third-pairing where he should be at most and then mm-hmm. the healthy scratch here and there where he should be at this point of his career. And unfortunately, it hasn't been that way, and that's a coaching thing. Yes. Yep. So, uh, this is the goal that broke us. So Eric Fair gets his second from uh, Felino and Seeler, and this is the at nine fifteen the third. This is where this is the fourth line, and they were working. I bl- I want to say it was the Shen line. I want to say I could be wrong on that I don't one. Remember, but it was one of the top lines, and that's what cause I made. Like this is the this is the Blues. One of the top lines. The, it was either the O'Reilly line or, the, mind you, they're shifting people around crazy here. So they were they were changing up lines in the third like crazy. So they were trying their best, and they were just this fourth line Getting was the just constant pressure and then hard work. And Eric Farr gets his second. So I mean, it's one of those things where. And after that, Chris, exact words, I'm out. and Just stood up. Yeah. Mind you, I think there was about probably a good fifth of the arena. I think felt the same way because in the hallway it was very crowded. We were walking out. Yeah.
0: I think what concerns me. And and you and I both made reference of this was that there's there's no fight in this team yeah and you could see it when they came out to warm up the third period they just looked – like they 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 weren't there. there they yeah. didn't want to be there
1: yeah we could see we were about about six rows in the ice or so and we could Seven see rows it, up, yeah, yeah we could see them we could see their faces just like let's get this over with They I don't want to be here they get on no you can see it on I said it like I said look at Chin look at uh look at bozak you look can see at look, of look at all those you can see it on their face like like they didn't look just looked like defeated already and it's no. a third period like at times four to one like yeah it's a, it's a tough hill to come back from against a team that's working you really well but there's not like all right guys let's go get this like you could tell like nobody cared and let's get into after the game three minute press conference from mike yo and virtually the same stuff we've heard over and over again and did
0: you figure out or did you get an answer as to why the Blues took down his press conference last night?
1: Uh it, it came back up like 20 minutes later so maybe there was some kind of like they went live they always go live with the press conference and maybe there was some kind of like delay in the whole like switching from live to like afterwards thing maybe but yeah it was weird how it just disappeared from all the socials and yeah. part of it, like part of me was like uh-oh here here it goes and I heard a couple Couple, I got a couple of texts last night, and I was like, I, I like, there there's rumblings that something might happen, and nothing happened. I really think it's – I don't know what the breaking point is. I can't tell you anymore. You're at the point where you're in the middle of a long road, long homestand, you're longest of the year, seven games, and then you're going to go on the road, and then you're, if you hit um, the American Thanksgiving, is you know, uh-huh. I don't know if you can wait that long. We're 2-2 two and two on this road, on this homestand now. And the two and – let's just say, the two wins, Great. Two losses, shit. Correct. So I mean, like you're getting, like somebody said, they're bipolar. It's like you get one team or another, which is you get a team that fights hard and looks great. I think
0: this team has to, has to go two and one. The
1: last three games in this home and the loss has to look like they're actually trying. Like if you get another flat, and effort, I agree. If you get another effort flat, effort, effort. kills me. The flatter kills me. Like I mean, the only two games have been. Bust this your year.
0: ass to lose. I get it, man. You
1: ain't gonna, you ain't gonna win them all. Oh, dude, play like that and lose. Nah. God, man, well, at least when we were absolute crap when Andy Murray was coaching and stuff, like, you, could t- you knew this team was not going to be good, but at least you could tell they were, we're out there fighting, working. Man. You know, like, this team, like, this flat. Yeah. And not, like, how many times did they, like, get into the, do the jump and chase, and then they come back, and that's all they kept doing, jump and chase, and then let the Minnesota come back? It was boring, like, plain and simple. And indicated by that, the Blues finished up with 16 shots. And out of those 16 shots, you can maybe say four were good, four were like threatening. Four. I agree, and one of them was that four was the goal. Yeah, and maybe another one of those was on a power play. The rest of those were nothing. Um, it really was wasn't not much a good game. On. Yeah, another 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 crap effort, and that's uh, and the fans are starting to really not put up with it. And social media was littered with what's this team is crap i'm getting rid of my tickets this team i'm not going to another game which who knows that's i know there's some people have cancer season tickets going into the season who knows but they gotta figure out something soon because you get to the point where it's point no return because i agree i uh,
0: mean you're central 11 in, 12 in
1: 12 in uh so it's so, some interesting stats we have so far so 12 games in um the blues have let in three or more goals in 11 of 12 games
0: that's Unacceptable.
1: That's not. That's like 1980s yeah. sounding. That's not. It's not 2018. No. Um, Jake Allen is near the bottom of all goaltending stats. Not shocked. The defense is near the near the bottom. They're in the low 20s and 28. And not most. shocked. Uh, the only positive is the offense is in the top five of the league in scoring. Before yep. this is a before last night. Um. What else I got here? Power play is number four. Power play is great. So you're scoring a good chunk. At, when you're scoring, you're scoring at a good chunk, but you're also not uh, doing well either. A couple other things come up. Pat Maroon, still no goals. Uh, he only played about one minute and 23 seconds of the second and then only about two and a half minutes of the third period.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what happened there aside from soreness.
1: Uh, that was that was, uh, Braden Shen. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. So that's right. Pat Maroon. Braden Shen wound up going down the hallway um so after the game they said he had soreness and couldn't continue because we didn't see him at all in the third period and right it was about half of the second maybe the maybe the last part of the second you didn't see him um some people were saying that they saw shin barking at yo or just he did like his attitude was whatever i don't know like i'm just going by what somebody a couple people told me and you know, from what i saw on twitter i don't know if that's true or not um i don't know it seems like uh there's something's got to give
0: oh in a major way uh, In a major way,
1: and unfortunately, like it's gonna, right now, the coaching is not great. I don't care. I don't know if it's Van Ryan's system, if it's Yo. This defense can't go from being a top, top five, top ten defense to being crap. And I'm not. saying it's not saying because Jake Allen's been awful. Like he hasn't been great, and he has to make those stops. But yeah. at the same time, like a couple of those, the first two last night, there's nothing you can do about those. Nothing you can do about those. The the third one, we thought I wish we it. Wish he would have had back. The fourth one. Probably not a good goal in my opinion. Underneath his arm, uh, the fifth one was just the defense got outworked. And he, mind you, he made a lot of really good saves to keep it a, a two-goal game when it was three to one. When they had yes, all, he po- did. In the second period, the Blues were virtually on the PK more than half the period, all about half the period. Let's say they had almost, t- almost ten minutes, stunning. Worth, eight minutes worth total. The Blues had we getting penalties left and right, and we only had what one power play. Yeah, and then they scored on it on one shot. And they had one shot on the power play and a goal. It was the only shot that got through. that counted from what I saw. Mm-hmm. So, not great. And the, there's something something's going to have to give. And I'm on the I'm on the thing that the Blues need to make a coaching change as soon as possible. Because if you did, you put so much hype into this offseason, got to do something, and so much hype into this season. And right now, this team is not performing. And you have some tough opponents next the uh, next three games. Carolina is playing pretty well. They're six and six going into this. Uh, game mm-hmm. uh, uh, right now the sharks are seven four and three you play them next friday yep and next sunday um minnesota, minnesota comes, comes back. back and they're eight three and two after this game the blues are four five and three they're number 25 in the league right now and if you don't think minnesota comes back thinking that they can do the same thing again you're mistaken there's no, and the thing that i i was talking to you about is watching the game there's no adjustments made. None. None. Like, it just, I kept trying the same thing over and over again, and nothing really kind of worked.
0: Petro made a comment last night after the game about it's unacceptable the way we're playing, and this place used to be a hard place to play, and it's not anymore. We got to get back to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, dude? Keep going. It, it, it used to be a, a, bad, a hard place to play, um, and I, I'm tired of hearing the talk. Like I said last week words, words, words. Like make it happen.
1: Be the change. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the Herstein's uh, full comment here. I think they outworked us in those areas, made it difficult for us to get in, penetrate them inside. We didn't have the urgency to get there. Why not? And 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 Korak his comment was, I think that's the last comment that would bother me most. As if I'm a fan, it,
0: it does me. Is what you and I commented on in the stands. This team was getting beaten to areas left and right they just
1: didn't seem to care yeah and the other so and the other thing that bothers me too about everything is the mike yo constantly you want to defend your players i get that but on bo meester's turnover the way i saw that play yes his job is to skate there i think maybe he has an option i think his support wasn't great i'm not going to pin it on one guy there oh you need to so eventually you're going to have to look into it yeah i mean like i you can't just say like, yeah, I wish Bo did something different there. He tried to dance around it and he's trying to be you know, not throw a guy in there. I saw somebody say, well, he's not gonna throw a veteran guy and that's gonna hurt the room that he's throwing that guy under the bus. Well, guess what? I think as a teammate, if I see my teammate playing like crap Why would it hurt it cost, the room? That's what I don't get. I'm at the point like if he doesn't have any more this kind of reminds me and it like reminds me. When Barrett Jackman was near the end of everything, yeah, he was. They eventually pushed him down the lineup, and they had better usage for him and on the third pair as like a like PK guy, and that's how they used him. And when his contract ran out, they're like, "Well, we're going to move younger." And he went to Nashville for a year, and it didn't work out, or whatever. I agree. And I, it's probably what's going to happen here, but unfortunately, they have to ride this out because he's making over five million dollars. Yeah. So let's get into the positive. Like I said, yeah. Let's started. let's let's talk about the fun that was last night. So. WWE night, and I put out on all the socials last night, all the pictures we took. Mm-hmm. So we got to meet, we gotta meet uh, uh, Patrico and Riz right before the game. yeah, hi, got to see them. It was nice talking to them for a little Always bit. Always good to see the boys. So we got to see them. I would say 20, 30 people that were like legit dressed up. like That we saw. F- that we saw, like full-on. like
0: that made, that made a point to come up and see Tony. and uh, yeah. yeah. That was just the upper level.
1: Yeah, and that's just what we saw walking around and people like – Like, full-on Macho Man get-ups and, like, Ric Flair get-ups.
0: The outfits of the night were definitely dominated by Ric Flair's and Macho Man's. We saw Great Mankind.
1: Great Mankind. Some Hogans. A couple Hogans. Ultimate Warrior.
0: Warrior. Uh, Saw an Edge hockey jersey. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold. Saw a couple of Stone Colds. Goldberg. Goldberg. uh, Saw Goldberg, yep. Saw a Jericho the list. Yeah, that was great, and I was on I was on Facebook too, so I didn't get a chance um, to meet up with them, unfortunately. But what else did I see? Um, I saw a couple of um uh, uh Alexa Bliss shirts.
1: Okay. But yeah, I mean there was, so it was a lot for WWE night. A lot of the, a lot of those shirts were great. They did a really great job, and like it wasn't over. Like no, it was, like it was mean like where people were like. And I got into it with a couple people online about the woo thing or whatever, which we're going to just talk about here. And then I'm honestly, I'm, not I'm mentioning done. It. We're not mentioned the rest of the year because I'm kind of done with everything and arguing with people online because yeah. my two senses here. Maybe it's because it's something I really enjoy. And then I see people crapping on it. Maybe it's why I kind of take it personally. Maybe. Sure. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But it's it me. It's like we heard it. I heard it more because Chris is next to me doing it a lot. So that's why oh, I, I was doing it on purpose. last yeah. night. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, I was doing
0: it just to be an a-hole.
1: Yeah. But mind you. In our section, we were down in 122. No one did it. I, I mean, you heard it once or twice. Yeah. And then people were saying to me like, "There's some guy behind me constantly doing it every two seconds." And I'm like, "I guess you're in the wrong set. I'm in the wrong section." then, man, like my my suggestion is talk to an usher. If yeah. you know, if it's, that big, if it's not, problem. If that big of a problem, say this guy constantly yelling at my ear every two minutes. All tell right, tell him to settle down. Here's here's my point of view, and I, I think All I right. made this on
0: social media last week. Um, I got into a Discussion with Mr. Blue's hat and a couple of other people. I get that the woo is not an everybody thing. I get that not everyone likes the WWE. I get, you know, whatever, man. Like, to each their own. But at the same time, I don't have a problem with people doing things that they have fun with and and help to create an atmosphere at the game. There are numerous things that happen all the time at the Blues games that I personally find annoying, but I'm not everybody. To me, and this has been going on for years, the people who bring the plastic horns to the games and do the Let's Go Blues chant every three minutes... Gets to be a bit much. The power play dance, I think, is the absolutely stupidest thing in in all of sports. But people and kids like it. But people and kids like it. So whatever, man. I don't do it. But I'm not going to bitch and moan and complain that only real fans don't like, you know. Here's what it is. And, And, dude, I don't mean to call you out Mr. Blue's hat, but I'm calling you out. Last week when you made the comment that um, real Blues fans don't like the wooing. F you. Yeah. You know, I'm a season ticket holder just like you. I have been a fan of this team since I was a little kid. I'm sorry that you don't like it. I don't have a problem with it. And, there, and the other thing is the people who say that it's 5% of the audience. That is statistically untrue because Marketing 101 tells you that you don't dedicate theme nights to appease 5% of your audience. Huh. I, I don't know if the vitriol and the venom towards the woo stems from uh, Patrico. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it stems to the fact that there is, and they seem to be hand in hand, a group of people who are still upset that there's been a change in your host of in-game entertainment. I don't know if they feel that those two things are hand in hand. But, dude, and I don't mean this just towards one person, anybody. Anybody. I saw people last night claiming that people were selling their tickets because they didn't want to go to WWE night. If you were selling your tickets strictly because of the theme night, maybe you should seek a doctor and learn how to roll with things and chill out. Yeah, It's not that big of a deal. I am far more concerned with the product on the ice. (coughs) I made this comment. Last May, when people started getting upset because it became obvious that they were not going to extend Angela Sharp as the in-game entertainment host. And people were trying to get petitions going for the Blues to bring her back. Dude, I'm sorry. The St. Louis Blues management has much bigger fish to fry than figuring out who's going to be the person to tell you when to yell, let's go, Blues. This is a team that missed the playoffs last year by a point. It's a team that is one of the most expensive teams in the NHL. They are on a track to be a lottery team this year. Mm -hmm. There are many on-ice problems with this franchise. There's not a lot of reasons to cheer at these games. (coughs) And if, if having people Ric Flair woo right now, is doing something to breathe life into this crowd, then have at it, guys. Because it was damn quiet for a lot of that game last night.
1: Yeah, from probably at the end of the first period on, after that breakaway goal, it was pretty quiet most of the I night.
0: mean, there was not a lot of life in that crowd. And I
1: just
0: don't understand the amount of hatred that this is drumming up with the section of fans. Like, dude, I know that we last podcast explained to Jamie how this town hates change and doesn't like change in any form. And I don't know if that's because the Woo thing started somewhere else besides St. Louis because Carolina, I believe, does it after every goal.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Um,
0: that's and what I've seen. It, it's become a, a very – widely used thing in sports it's kind of like the new tomahawk remember how in the 90s like every team that was even remotely associated with native americans started doing the florida state tomahawk yeah you saw it at chiefs games atlanta braves games cleveland indians games yeah. anything i feel like the rick flair woo is the new tomahawk chop and it's spreading because it's not associated with any specific thing it's more a pop culture thing it's a very pop culture thing and you don't have to like wrestling i get it it's not for everyone i'm a fan but i know that there's many people who aren't yeah but you can't deny the pop culture relevance and that's not bad again if it's something if it was something derogatory that was taking away from the product on the ice or making a hostile environment for other fans. I could see us going, this needs to stop. Yeah. But the amount of hatred being spit at not only the, the woo itself, but the the sec- the segment of fans who enjoy it, yeah. I do not understand. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand why we want to belittle people and see that they're not real
1: fans or they're not smart fans or whatever. Like Or I think uh one thing that bothered me yesterday and like I said, I like I mean, you know me personally a lot but yeah. a lot of people and I didn't think i try to come across that way the best I can. Um like I take things maybe like more personally than I probably should when I right. see some stuff. And I, you know, unfortunately that's just me. So like a couple of times when I saw people like bashing, um, I'll flat out say it. I mean, I, and like I said, I like these guys and uh, like those let's go blues radio and you know, but I saw when it was like, I'm not as sure who it was. I'm pretty good idea who I knew was running their account at the time, but I'm, but I'm not 100% sure. Basically said, Oh, I pray for the people who have to go put up with the wooing tonight and they have like, anti-woo spray and whatever and then i said well i'm gonna go and have fun yeah know? so sorry if that bothers you and then i think uh I, once again don't mean to calm out but i'm just saying what would happen because it's out there on twitter mr blue's hat said anti-woo spray equals soap so but again that gets back to what i was just saying like, but like you're listen, belittling a to- section of fans yeah it's like listen man are I, you I, saying I, that uh, i don't take a shower and i'm not clean because i like wrestling little man and listen man like if have you like have you been to a wrestling show like yeah mind you are there fans like that? 100% For sure. There are. I'm not saying, sure I'm, saying are. Not, I'm not saying that. But, like, there's people like us who, like, legit enjoy doing it and legit enjoy watching a blues game. And literally, two things All I right. probably watch during the week. Let me, let me go, let me finish yeah, go and ahead and finish my post. The two things I watch during the week is probably wrestling and hockey during the winter. It's usually my thing when I'm not uh, hanging out with my family. It's usually what I do. Um, but then when I see stuff like that, man, and it's like, ah, man, I don't want to take it personally, but it's like, I, feel, I feel like I feel like a personal attack, and that's why I had a, I had a back and forth with whoever was on the Let's Go Blues Radio Twitter. Like I said, I have a good idea. I'm not going to say who it is. I have a good idea because I, you know, right. But I just try to make the point is I get that, like I as I'm saying, my observation last night, and I tried to make an observation, but the person was very confrontational and kept saying over and over again. Oh, but like i a person in my ear constantly saying it. I'm like, well, maybe in your section it's like that. I apologize. Go talk to an usher. Yeah. Go talk to your season ticket rep. Go what you need to do to fix the problem. Then. Yeah. Going on Twitter and, and like bashing other people and bashing the and making
0: generalizations.
1: Yeah. It's not the way to go. No. And if you want to uh, come on the show and talk about it with me, go for it. I would love it. I
0: will. As a matter of fact, I will invite Mr. Blues Hat on the show right now. Okay. If he hears the show and wants to come on, we will have a calm conversation discussion. It's it. a
1: discussion about it. it's not going to sit there and yell at each other and no dude if the point is and i think i try to say like we said we get it we understand why people don't I like 100 percent it. get it i want the thing is i want some of the i want somebody else to be that way too do you understand why people like it no they don't that's the that's what bothers right. me about it. it's like you just want to keep bashing it over and over again and like we talked about this is gonna be the last time we rail we rail about this dropping. it's been because, beaten to death because it's getting to be the beaten like a dead horse basically yes. we're tired of going over it and i'm tired of just when i turn twitter and i see like that's what i see halftime and then part of me is like i don't want to unfollow people because i feel it's petty i agree you know it's like i like people's opinions about the blues i like oh people say and i see that it makes me just scroll by them real quick and i'm like yep. man that that disappoints me at the end of the day but at the end of the day before i'll let you get back into your thing just try to see both sides man i agree try to, try to be accepting because well, at the end of the day it's yeah. like is it the most enjoyable thing for you no but at the end of the day let people have their fun. Yeah, right? why
0: begrudge people having their fun? So, a great example on the generalizations. You remember three, four years ago when that picture of the female blues fan went viral? Of, uh the playoff beard. Thing. It was the chick wearing the playoff shirt that said playoff beard and yeah, the arrow, arrow pointing down. down. Yeah, yeah. And she had you know, like chest tattoos. And she wasn't.
1: Uh, she was a heavy set girl, right?
0: She, yeah, she was, and she was smoking a cigarette. Very like whatever, man. Like I'm not even going to say whatever to determine but we all saw the picture. Yeah. <clears throat> and the generalization went around of like these are your blues fans. These are what female blues fans look like. That's a strong generalization. Yeah. And to me, that is the same type of generalization that saying the people who like the woo are the people who need soap is is to me. Like, it's just, it's a cheap and uneducated um, generalization about a group of people who like something that you don't like. And uh, you've said it, I've said it. We've said all that needs to be said about it. Um, I, I welcome anyone from, you know, the Blues Twitter universe or Blues Podcast universe who is very anti-woo to come on and talk about it. Look, we don't hide the fact that we both like wrestling. Hell, our podcast shirts are both wrestling themed. Mm-hmm. Um all one is. Well, yeah. <laughs> the other one doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, never happened. But, you know, look, man. At the end of the day, I get winning hockey games cures all ills. If this team was seven and one right now, I don't think anyone would care that much about the Boo. Yeah, I really don't.
1: Yeah, if the blues are playing well going into this game. They were playing. They like you said, they were like yeah, out of ten games, they were seven two and one and playing great, and everything looks. All the players, new players, look great right. and stuff like that. And there wouldn't be you know, an I, issue. I think there wouldn't have been an issue tonight. But I think um, literally the way that things have been going, people are basically pour, gasoline, basically pour gasoline on Agreed. The, the, now, the little fire of the what the woo is. Basically. I will say
0: this. Are there times where I think the woo is ill-advisedly timed and used? Yes. Last night when we're in the garage leaving the game, and it's 5-1, to one, and I can hear the woos over Camo X, I don't know what you're wooing about, guys.
1: Yeah, There's nothing to be wooing about. Mind you, uh, th- what was going on, the game was going on because we hear it in the background. We hear woos in the background. We heard, obviously, people playing hockey in the background. But the game was so bad, wh- what were Joe Vitale and Kerber? Uh, Ta- they were over?
0: discussing uh, TV sitcoms, specifically the Big Bang Theory, and what type of bread is actually bread.
1: That just tells you how that game was going. For the so, last six minutes of the game. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, the fuck is I spread of the Blues and we'll be back. That's legit what happened. And I'm, not, I'm just 100% not bashing Kerber and Vitali. No, that's how bad the game was. Because it, that was more entertaining than the game. Yeah. 100% more entertaining than what was going on during the game. Um the argument was, is pretzel bread, bread bread or is it a sweet bread? And is sweet
0: bread really a bread or is it a dessert? Mm, that's a tough one. And though. then I do love apparently bread. Kerber was drinking out of a Big Bang Theory thermos. Yeah, a cup, And yeah. And, uh, and Vitaly w- was giving him crap about liking the show because it's the dumbest show on TV. And they started going back and forth about Big Bang Theory and Mash and a couple of other shows. Yeah,
1: mind you, and that we left about the whatever that goal was, eleven minute marker, so ten yeah. minute marker of the third, and we got to the garage, and that was on until I remember the last the end the, of the game. Yeah, basically said, oh, about I remember hearing two well, two minutes left after that icing, so yeah. literally almost probably a good four or five minutes of talking of the game time actually happening. and They were talking about something else, yeah. and at the end of the day. That's what we need to focus on. That how bad this team is doing, and Agreed. something needs to change. Um, I am very surprised. I'll be honest that Mike Yo is still a coach. Yeah. Um, that that's numerous times we've had this, this team play extremely flat. Which yep. you, If it continually happens, there's something going on there. Yep. And it's not like you mind you've brought in new players, but O'Reilly's but that great. part's great. It's the O'Reilly's established parts that are letting you down.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Um, But to get back and end on our good note, I thought that the overall experience of the WWE night was great. I loved that they brought in the belt that you could get a picture
1: with. Yeah, it was on our socials. Um,
0: I thought that uh, Patrico did a good job of picking theme songs to use. I loved his Mexican wrestling mask.
1: I thought it was hysterical. And the saw uh, jersey that he wore. With his, uh, uh, his yeah, he his sophology. Yeah.
0: Kudos to Jerry Lawler for getting everybody's name right during the yeah. opening lineup. Yeah,
1: I was waiting. I thought he messed up on Pareco. I thought for sure he would screw up Pareco's name. Yeah, so they, um, apparently there was. I don't know if you've seen the skit between him and uh, him and Bobby Plague. I heard
0: about it. I haven't seen
1: it. I just saw it this morning. It was very funny. So basically, Player came in and broke a stick over the back of like a guy who's like
0: yeah, wearing yeah. a wild
1: shirt. And oh, then, nice. Yeah, so it was a cool little segment that him and Flager did, so I thought it was great. So they, they did a really good job of utilizing the night but not throwing it in your face. Agreed. It was not overbearing. In which I did see comments, and we'll, we'll just to, because we kind of said something about him earlier, but I did see the comment from Mr. Blue's Hat and said, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. That's great. So that's great. So we I love
0: Tarasenko doing his... Favorite wrestling moments tournament. I messed ended. that up.
1: I should have gotten that so bad. I felt so bad that I didn't get that. They had know your role and shut your mouth. Yeah. I should have had that. Him, that, that
0: beating, um,
1: sure. chair shot to the head. Yeah, I think this is the exact words like, yeah, that's really it's painful. Too, too painful. Too painful. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was pretty great. So, um, like I said, they did a lot of good stuff where they used the night. Didn't yeah. throw it in. It wasn't like every break was a WWE. No, thing. it wasn't at all. Not every song Patrico played was a theme song. Nope. They did like his normal mix of a couple of rock songs, maybe a pop song here and there. Um, <laughs> themes of the night that I recognized: uh, Seth Rollins, DX, DX was in there, NWO was in there, NWO was there for one. Um, I had an RVD, Rob Van Dam, yeah, which was one I've heard in a long time. Uh, Seth
0: Rollins theme song may end up being the theme of the blues here yeah, in a couple of days. definitely.
1: Yeah, the way it's going. And then, uh, let's see, what's the, uh, I said they had Hogan during the thing, so they had the real American, they which which, which was the what we led into on our podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bret Hart, I think, was in there. Yeah. So we missed part of the second period because that's when we were out getting food and stuff and, um, talking and stuff. So, uh, yeah, but everything was really great. So, um, Oh, bless you. So, anything you. else? I'm just trying to wrap it up with there. I think that's pretty much it. Wraps for experience. Like I said, WI, if they do it again next year, 100, I'll go. 100% go again. I would like to see them do a better giveaway. Yeah, dude, the shirt was okay. I thought the shirt was a little basic. Yeah, it was very simple. So, um, let's see. I think I, that was it up there. So, this week the Blues have three games, which we talked about. So, mm-hmm. they have uh, Carolina, who's playing pretty well this year. Uh, San Jose, who is expected to do really well this year, mm-hmm. they've kind of they've done pretty well so far, but they've had their streakiness as well. And then you have Minnesota back here again. So I think you have to beat Minnesota. And those are the last three games as home stands. So
0: I would say that you need to beat San Jose and Minnesota. Those are Western Conference games.
1: Yeah, and you need to play well against Carolina. I mean, how many times do they sit there and said they've had a crap game and they come out and had to play well? And it's just one of those things where okay, it was a nice response, but you need to. Put it together long term. Long term, yeah. So let's see how things I thought go. we had
0: turned the corner.
1: I really did. I bought in. As good as they looked against Chicago and Vegas, I thought this team had turned the corner. Yeah. So let's hopefully they turn things around. So if you're gonna hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey Chris is that? At Hossapalooza. And then also on Facebook, it's Blues Hockey Podcast, and also on Instagram is Blues Hockey Podcast. If you, uh, the last place, the first place to listen to will be our website, blueshockeypodcast.com, and also iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and YouTube. So, plenty of places to listen to us. Just hit us up there. Just rate, subscribe to any of the above mentioned places to listen to us. So, like I said, good, bad, good. Kind of mixed in there. So hopefully we can get some uh, better news next week. Uh, so next week you will not be Next here. week I will not be here. Right, I will so. be in lovely Buffalo, New York. Ah, the Buffaloes. So, uh, but yeah. we do
0: have a whole bunch of guests lined up for the next
1: yeah. few weeks and months. Yeah, so we might have some more depending on. Uh, do well, we want to announce some of those? Yeah, so we'll go in. So first one. Will be after I got to meet her last night for the first time. Uh, the uh, Carly Lawrence, who is one of one half of the new in game, and she's delightful. Yeah, she's extremely nice and uh, very personable and just uh, really nice to talk to, to yep. say the least. Uh, uh, so she'll be on sometime in December. Yep. Jerry December. Jost from the Urge will be coming on the show. Yeah, he'll be on pretty soon. Talk about the new goal song. Yep. And, uh, and just basically,
0: dude, he's so hardwired into the St. Louis hockey scene.
1: So he'll have a lot to talk about. Uh,
0: Tony Patrico is going to come on the show. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're Another part is.
1: of blues in game entertainment. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff lined up coming up in the incoming months. So hopefully we can get that all. Like I said, we're going to try to get it before the end of the year, but with the holidays, I understand. We don't, there's a lot going on, a lot going on with everybody, not only us, but only uh, those people. But I know, if, I know for sure, Carly on early December. Uh, we're talking to I know Jerry has the urge shows coming yep. up we'll probably so, be after the urge shows so that they have theirs right after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is usually so after Thanksgiving we'll have him on hopefully and then Patrico once uh, his uh, schedule settles down as well yep. so we but all those people said they want to come on it's gonna be great so uh, yeah so we got those three for sure and then possibly some more so yeah. we'll see so uh, thanks for listening let's we'll win some damn games